0: Hello and welcome to the podcast on Broadwater Parish in Worthing, a thriving Anglican church based in the parish of Broadwater West Sussex in Worthing. We are one church across three sites and Christians have worshipped for over a thousand years at our church at St Mary's. This podcast features sermons from our services and interviews and other episodes and you can find out more by going to broadwaterparish.org.uk Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this most recent episode of the podcast.
1: Good morning. The reading today is taken from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, and you can find this on page 1201 of the Church Bibles. God's final word, his son. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So big he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Good morning. Good morning. It's so lovely that the sun is shining. August may be beginning now. Um, I hope you are having a good summer, what we're having of it. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of it, the beauty of it. And thank you, Lord, that that word sustains us daily. Amen. So this morning, we're in Hebrews, and we're we're going through the letter of Hebrews uh, for the next four weeks through August, four or five weeks, and we're going to be thinking about this morning, um, God using Jesus to speak, but also the next few weeks, Jesus is greater than the angels, Jesus greater than Moses, and Jesus greater than priests. And Hebrews' um, background there is it's a, it's a lovely letter. We don't really know who wrote it. I think the assumption's often been that Paul wrote the letter. But if you're a theologian or a scholar, you would know that the uh, letters written by Paul have a different flavor and a different writing, a different way. So these, we don't know who it is. Could have been Barnabas, could have been anybody. But Well, probably not anybody, but a number of people. Sorry, uh, but it, it's not Paul as far as we know. But it's written to a group who'd been uh, a Jewish group of people, Hebrews, that's a Jewish language, Jewish group of people um, who'd converted to become Christians. Remember the letters has been written at uh, the beginning of the first century, uh, when the new Christians were starting, and all the first Christians were Jewish. They'd become Christians, and this is before Pentecost, before the time when Christianity is opened up to everybody, to the Gentiles as well. And these Hebrew people, these new Christians, were very dedicated to God's word. They're very dedicated to God's word. If you read Hebrew, I went to about one lecture at college. I realized it wasn't for me. But if you read Hebrew, you'll be able to read that. Dedicated to God's word. They believe in the Bible and the Old Testament. But what, the, re, the reason the letter's been written, one of the key reasons, is that they've got such a trust in the Bible and in the Old Prophets and the Old Testament, that there's a danger that they're not fully believing Jesus is now the new way that God's speaking. So it's warning them, really, that God speaks through Jesus, his son. God speaks through Jesus, his son. The real authority now is Jesus, son. Now, if we're only going to go through the first five um, chapters, but there is a really key verse in Hebrews that I want you to know. And this verse will come up. It's Hebrews um, 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Let's say this verse together. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. If you remember nothing else from me droning on, remember Hebrews 13 verse 8. If you've got a Bible open, underline it in your Bible. The beauty of having a Bible rather than your phone is your Bible won't won't actually sort of lose battery and fail on you and in your Bible you can be writing in it and making notes so I'd encourage you to get a Bible take one from the back if you haven't got one you can't afford one, please take a Bible home with you Hebrews 13 verse 8 Jesus doesn't change now the Bible is God communicating to us it is God's word and we're looking at these first four verses, four, four verses. Hebrews 1, one to 1-4 and it's essentially like one long sentence. If you read it, and if you look at it, and go away later and read it, it's almost like the, the, the writer doesn't take a breath. There's 72 words, each with meaning. And it's sort of, if someone was saying it, you'd be going, oh, whoa, hang on, I need to go back and understand what you're saying. Verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. So it's explaining That's how God spoke to you in the past. But this is the past. Now God is using Jesus. Verse 2. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir to all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Now, there's a lot in there. He made the... but, But by the way his son he made the universe with him there's an awful lot of things to take in in these last days God speaks to us through Jesus oh and by the way he made the universe with Jesus that is pretty big isn't it it's major stuff but now Jesus is how we hear from God if you enter the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible, Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And if you, if you read that and understand that, it's God, it, God saying, we created the heavens and the earth with Jesus. And God, when God speaks, things happen. And all the way through the beginning of Genesis 1, it says, it says ten times, and God said... <clears throat> If you've got Genesis in front of you, it, find it, And God said, "Let there be light." And God said, "Let there be water." And God said, "When God speaks, things happen. Has God ever spoken to you? Has God ever spoken to you? Have you heard God's voice or sensed him? Some of you are nodding your heads. That's great. Don't be shy. I'm not going to get you on the front. But if God has spoken to you, that's wonderful. And I'd encourage you to hold on to what God says. And sometimes God says things to us, but it can take a while for those things to come to fruition. Someone once said it's you know sometimes with God and God's word, you you can it's not a quick fix. So when you have a meal, if you were to get a a, a, a McDonald's, heaven forbid, I'm not advertising, I don't even like this stuff, but if you'd have a quick fast food, ironically, very soon afterwards, you're probably hungry again. But if you were to spend time preparing a meal that's satisfying, nutritious, it would last a lot longer and you'd be satisfied and full. Have you heard from God? How is God speaking to us? Well, I believe God speaks to us through his word still, through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, through other people. It could be through worship. It could be cycling on your bike. It could be all sorts of ways God speaks to us. We um, were just away as a family at Focus, HDB's Focus, um, the, the, the people who run the Alpha Course. And uh, it's a bit like a new wine camp. It's a four-day camp. And... We were there um, as a family, and interestingly, now they're opening it up to more churches. So I'm hoping that as a parish and as a church, we may uh, connect with that uh, next year, and uh, there'll be more details about it later on. But at that last year, the one in. Uh, or, uh, July 2022, a very dear friend of mine, Wayne, who's a vicar in Bristol, um, came up to me on the first night, I was there praying and worshipping, and just came out, I hadn't seen him for a while, and said, Gaz, I've got a word for you from God. Now, when people say that, you, you take it seriously, don't you? If someone says to you, I've got a word for you from God. Now, I'd encourage you, if you feel you've got a word from people with God, do test it, because sometimes words can be not so good. But this was Luke 3, verse 9. The axe is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And I pondered that verse for a whole year. And when I was on sabbatical, I'd written it down in my diary and I thought about it and I prayed about it. And I thought, well, Lord, what does this mean? And I kept thinking, oh, I know, that's going to happen or this is going to happen. And sometimes God's word, it just takes a while. So we went back this year and... Um, I saw Wayne very briefly, just went to say hi, didn't catch catch up with him. And I just thought, well, that word, what was that word about? And when we came back from Focus, we were back here on Monday afternoon, and I thought I'd just text Wayne, and not to say nothing happened, but, you know, catch up with him. And as I was walking past the parish centre, and Carl's already shown it a minute ago... This tree had fallen down at the parish centre. Now, no one had told me about it, and I'm not sure many people had noticed it. because it, it And my first thought was, it's a shame it didn't miss it the parish centre, because we were really given the PCC centre to really think about. We've done got action a bit more. But I then remembered that word and thought, well, I don't know what that means still. But a tree, and someone said, well, there was no axe, but God was the axe, and we do need to burn it. But I don't know what that means for maybe me or the parish, I don't know. Someone said it it could be God uprooting us and changing things. That's great. And I think with God's words, they're always positive, though. And, you know, for whatever reason, that that tree fell down. God's timing, though, is different to ours. And sometimes we need to wait for God. And there's a word, an old-fashioned word, called dwell on God, listen to God. And very often we want that quick fix. We want the fast food. We, you know, even the programs we watch now on television, like Netflix, we don't really have to watch the adverts because we can fast-forward them. We can't wait. And actually, sometimes with God, in God's economy, it's very different. And we do need to dwell in His Word. That might be, I'd encourage you daily. That's again what home groups can do. Spending time together and dwelling in God's word. Now some of you have had words like this as well over the years. And maybe you still haven't seen the answer to that word God's given you. And some of you are waiting on the Holy Spirit, on God to act. And maybe even questioning, what did that mean? What happened there? What Bible verse are you pondering on at the moment? What verse is God speaking to your heart about? Spend time asking God what he wants to do. I was talking about I said a moment ago you know God speaks to us in different ways and I I I remember when I was single and I was cycling uh through a part of London with lots of trees uh, on a, in a park on my way to work and I was prayed again I said Lord Joe will I ever get married and as I was cycling through these trees it was when there's the you know the blossom the wind blew and all this blossom fell I looked ahead and I thought gosh it's like a wedding and that verse came back to me, Genesis 2, verse 18. The Lord said, It's not good for man to be alone or woman to be alone. And I thought, Gosh, that felt like a real promise that I would get married one day. Now, I didn't meet Susie for another six, seven years, but I held on to that verse. What is God saying to you? And how long are you willing to wait for God? Because dwelling in God is going to be the, the way that you really spend time and listen to him. What are you waiting for? And for some of us, there are family members and spouses who do not know the Lord and children. And we long for them too. dwell in the word of God. Find those promises in the Bible. Spend time waiting. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today and forever. Jesus doesn't change. Do you trust him in that? And, and maybe for some of us here this morning, we, you know, we, we, we come to church for, for many different reasons, and that's great. We, we welcome all. We want you to be coming to church and be part of this, this family, in a sense. But for some of us, we don't quite know God yet. We haven't quite... Maybe home group feels a little bit too, too distant Maybe sometimes the worship we can't quite connect with. Well, I'd encourage you, come on the Alpha Course. If you're curious about what does this mean, and and I know one or two of you who've come regularly, and, and God's touching your heart. You don't quite know what it is. You can't quite put it into words. I'd encourage you, come and join us 1st of October, here at St. Mary's on this Alpha Course. And maybe for others of you, your faith feels a bit dry or it's not quite what it was. That first flame feels like it's gone out. Come and join us on this course. As we look in uh, Hebrews over the next few weeks, if you can, I'd encourage you to read through the letter, particularly the first five chapters of Hebrews. It's an encouragement for Christians, a reminder that Jesus is the way to God. Jesus died on the cross so we can be restored to the Father. And perhaps you think, well, actually, God won't speak to me. I'm, I'm not good enough or I'm not that enough. But God will speak to you. He will find you wherever you're at. But it isn't always the instant thing we want. None of us really are good enough. All of us have a past. But we're looking to the future where God heals us and restores us and where Jesus the same yesterday today and forever connects us to the father let's pray father I thank you that you love us I thank you that you sent Jesus that we could be restored to you and thank you father that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever May we know that in our hearts today. I pray, Father, you'd speak to us with words, through others, and through your word. And you'd remind us of the love we have for you. Amen.